What's up, everybody? Welcome. We're going to throw them out at you rapid fire. This is episode 32 of the Half Gen Podcast, continuing our game of the year coverage. It's the most wonderful time of the year where we recount all of our favorite games and moments and all those wonderful things and get to talk about them on this podcast. With me again, uh, as always, Ross and Nat. Hello, gentlemen. Hey. Hey. How's it going? Hey, Chris, I actually have a question for you. Are we naming these? Are we chronologically ordering these, like 31, 32? So jumping them, or are we going to do, like, not numbered, but, like, game of the year edition ones? Yeah, screw it. I'm going to number them. Okay. Just want to make sure we had that figured out before. We're going to have extra podcasts for everybody. It's going to be great. Also, I made a promise to Ross, so I got to get this on iTunes, like, tomorrow or something. (laughs) 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 Not going to be a liar. Um yeah, I let you guys bully me the first time, but uh, the the gloves no are coming boom, off, no boys. Okay. Okay. I'm okay. kidding. I'm kidding. I just, I was just. Don't get up in arms. It was a joke. <laughs> I was just on my high school debate team, man. Good at debating. No, I am excited to talk some more game of the year. Um, and we we had we had some good picks. Um, do we want to? briefly recap or do we want to just get right into it absolutely not if they want to know they have to listen to the last podcast you're right all right this is an award i came up with i'm really excited about this one uh we're gonna jump right into it the random recognition award so this is just for a game that maybe we didn't nominate for anything else and that's a requirement it can't be nominated for anything else but by by everyone or with the exception huh like it can't be nominated by anyone or just that person by anyone. Okay, it, then it's you, a game that, yours no, is I, I was just I was just about to say, with the exception <laughs> of the similar game that might have made your top ten, that doesn't count. <laughs> that's oh. the one that doesn't count. Okay. Um I think that's so unfair. it's not unfair. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I make the rules, I'll tell you what's fair. <laughs> um see, yeah, how much, so, see how many more categories you win. Uh, well, I haven't won any, so... You won one. <laughs> that wasn't a win. <laughs> anyway, let's get let's go, let's go. All right, random this recognition awards. So this is... <laughs> this is fucked up, guys. Uh, I would like to nominate the Nest Thermostat. Uh, yo, yo I actually should nominate that. <laughs> it, it has a screen on it. You can, you can play with it. Technology of the year, the Nest Thermostat. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Random Recognition Award. This is a game that we just want to bring up, something that we want to talk about that hasn't been nominated for a meaningful award um, in the sense of like something like a best of. Um, so my nominee for this category was, in fact, Assassin's Creed Origins, which is why Ross was making his joke. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins, unfortunately, is not nominated for any meaningful other awards this year, strictly on the grounds I haven't played enough of it. Um, that could have changed if I'd gotten around to more. But I'll tell you what, this is a game that deserves to be recognized. Um, excellent, excellent game. Uh, the, In my opinion, I haven't played all the Assassin's Creed's, but I've played the big ones. i played two, played Syndicate. Um, I, you know, I've dabbled in some of the others, but this was the big one. And this is a really great game. Ubisoft made a lot of great decisions, design changes. Um, fundamentally, I think the best game they put out for this series. And it deserves to be recognized. Nice. Am I going to go next? I guess okay, I Yeah, know. whoever wants to go. So, if you anybody knows me, you know what my choice is. It's Kingdom Hearts 2.8, baby. Because <laughs> Kingdom was the Hearts... First- I made this. That was the first person to fill it out, and it was it, that has not changed at any point in this process. That's it. We're just randomly recognizing shit. Kingdom Hearts deserves to be randomly recognized for no reason. Okay, cool. It's not uh, exactly the point <laughs> of the recognition. Uh, That's okay. my reasoning. Okay, cool. <laughs> my, Go ahead. Yep. Um, my nominee is. Golf Story. Um, it is a $10 Nintendo Switch eShop game. Um, it is a kind of like 16-bit golf game mixed with a, an RPG. 
and it's pretty fun. One of the missions I had to clear, I think it was skeletons off a golf course. So I had to use my driver and hit golf balls across a lake, and I had to take out the skeletons one by one to leave the golf course alone, <laughs> along with playing normal golf. It's a weird, crazy game. Um, it was never really going to win anything, but it's 10 bucks if you have a Switch, and you don't even have to like golf games. It's just a fun, and it's hilarious. It's probably my f- okay. funniest game of the year. So, golf story. <laughs> I will probably, my vote's for... Probably Assassin's Creed. <laughs> my vote I'm is sorry, for... I'm sorry, I have the Rams game on the other monitor. <laughs> Damn. I'm I know sorry. what my vote is. Wow, I see for. where your priorities lie now. Because yeah. over this week, I've actually played one of these games briefly, and it oh, changed yeah. my perspective. So you no! Know what my vote's no! For? No! Assassin's Creed! <laughs> it's going to golf story, <laughs> baby! Oh, no! <laughs> I Assassin's Creed. My friend David brought it into his job, and I was like, oh shit, this game is biased. He hates Ubisoft. I demand a recount. Whatever. Touchdown. I'm a winner anyway right now. Oh, God. Come on, guys. Come on. The best day Game of the year is canceled. It's over, and it's never coming back. Isn't it fire, though? It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh. want everyone to know I'm getting bullied. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> that was by far the best thing I've ever heard. Okay. No! Cool. <laughs> We're not done. <laughs> this oh. conversation isn't over. Oh, I'm scaring my dog. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. The golf story's fun, right, Reda? You played a little. That game is so good. I, you told me it was good, and I wanted to pick it up. But my friend David at my job brought it to, like, our company's holiday party, and I yeah. played it. And I was like, this game is really good. <laughs> Listen, but you're blatantly biased against Ubisoft. At least <laughs> that Ross doesn't wants affect to play anything. Assassin's Creed. Yes, it does. It depends. My vote we is for Golf have, Story. It's the one game have... I played out of all of these, aside Ross. from Kingdom Hearts. Ross, help me. <laughs> Please. Well, my vote is not changing. I'm voting for Golf Story. Assassin's Creed. It's really good. I mean, I, I mean, I haven't played Assassin's Creed yet, so I can't really say it. I hate you both. Me Best either. setting. <laughs> Best setting. I'm winning this one. <laughs> Ross, what's your oh. setting? Oh, man. Oh, I actually have a headache from laughing. Okay, here we I go. hate this. Best setting um, from a recently released game, um, All Rest from Xenoblade Chronicles 2. So Xenoblade oh, Chronicles 2. You cut out just enough that I thought you said breast. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll sound no, fine on my end. Um, yeah. But All Rest. So, so yeah, you know, you might have a, like a really beautiful world or something like that. But it's all just one world, you know. All Rest... Mm-hmm. Y- there are civilizations on the back of massive creatures sorry, called titans who are swimming or walking above a sea of clouds. And each of the game's location is it is on the back or inside or um or something of all of these massive titans, these living creatures that when you look out onto the horizon, you can see the tail moving or the wings flapping. You're on this giant moving thing that each have their own super unique environments that um, is kind of a callback to the original Xenoblade Chronicles where each, all the game's settings were set on the back of these two massive titans who uh, had gone dormant for millennia and civilization had sprung up on their backs. This is similar to where um, something happened in the far-flung past to where the only livable space on the planet were on the backs of these massive titans. Um, the concept is super cool. The execution is super cool. Um, the actual in- environments themselves are absolutely gorgeous. Um, so all rest from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is my vote. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Chris, how about you? I, I'm... No, Nat. Nat. <laughs> okay, so my setting is 
Yakuza Zero. Kamarocho. Oh, sorry. Excuse me for that. Yakuza. Okay. <laughs> so it's just Yakuza Zero in general. Like they utilize a small setting set across two cities so like exquisitely. And it's just everything feels alive. Everything you do in there. It's just like you're getting into fights every five feet because, you know, Yakuza shit. And like everything just feels cool. You ran into random people just has like crazy missions. Like, I don't know. Everything in there, every like nook and cranny is filled with something meaningful. There's no like dead space in that game. It's just like here it is. Everything is there for a reason. Everything does something. It's just I don't know. It's the most captivating I've been from a map in a while. Nice. How about you, Chris? Horizon Zero Dawn. Post-apocalyptic setting. You, I know what you're thinking. You've been there, done that. Let me throw you a curveball. Robot dinosaurs not just that other robot animals robot deer robot bulls robot bears in the expansion bears robo or signed mammals it's the coolest thing like it's just it, it, it and like i know under normal circumstances you know you wouldn't consider like you know enemies and stuff part of the setting but it's such a huge part of the setting because they're everywhere like it's so cool. Like you're walking across this landscape and there's there's nothing cooler than nighttime and just seeing these lights in the distance and as you get closer, it's just you see these things walking around and being menacing. You hear the thuds in the background of a tall neck. Uh like like you can identify where you are with sight, with sound. It's it's the coolest thing. It's just everywhere you go, it's like you're just looking and it's either these breathtaking vistas or just the coolest freaking enemies you've ever seen. And like, God, walking around that game is never boring. Like, that's the thing. Going from A to B is never boring because there's something you're going to see along the way and be like, that's cool. You know, um, it, it might not be like the pull, like a Zelda or something like that. Like, you know, but man, it is just so cool. Love that setting. Nice. My vote is for Horizon. <laughs> um, hmm. My vote is for Yakuza. We go. <clears throat> and my vote's for All Rest. <laughs> so now here's where we come with the argument. Yeah. Because Horizon is both technically breathtaking and artistically breathtaking. To the extreme. So I do like Cutting All Rest. Edge. I do like All Rest. And I do like Horizon Zero Dawn. But the reason I went for Yakuza over that. Is because in those games. There is a lot that's going on. But there's a lot of space where there isn't a lot going on. And the reason I do like Yakuza Zero over that. Is because all the space is utilized. Everything is there for a reason. And it's just condensed. Yeah, I'm more of the philosophy of less is more. But that's not a fair comparison. When you're saying like all the space is used, yeah, that's a city setting. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about two massive. And I, I know, I but mean, this I is all preference. Played, I know, but I'm just saying like you're saying all the space is used, but like that you can't just say that and then fault Horizon for that because it's I'm not an open world I'm not, game. I'm not faulting it. I'm just saying in. Because, I mean, technically, Yakuza is an open world game, but it's more right, of a linear but, experience. And just right. like the nightlife and everything feels alive. So, like, yeah, we are talking a different scale. But I'm just saying, in my opinion, I really enjoyed the setting of Yakuza 0. If I didn't play Yakuza 0 after Ross's recommendation, Horizon probably would be my winner, even after playing uh, uh, Xenoblade. But uh, Yakuza, like, just everything ties into the setting of that city. The way, like, that, like, it's just cool. I don't know. I don't know how else to describe I, it. I just think Horizon <clears throat> offers a, a very a substantial variety of things. Uh, because there are, like, the old city ruins. Um, there are, like, the, the endless forests, the desert, the snowy mountaintops. Um, there are cities big and small, full of people going about their day-to-day -day lives. Um, you know, you, you can get a little bit of everything in Horizon. It, I, I think it is one of the more complete open world games out there right now. Like, there aren't there aren't a lot of games that do that as well as that game. Um, 
so here here are my thoughts um on yakuza and horizon strictly from a setting perspective um yakuza i do like it um at the same time it is kind of just another metropolitan city area um that's really well laid out but it is kind of what it is um it's just kind of an like there at night it's a lot better just because of all the lights that come up but otherwise it's a fairly standard like city i feel like um and then horizon itself i don't think i don't feel like the world itself the setting itself was all that interesting i think that interesting parts of that game are strictly from the enemies and not from where you're fighting them um it's just kind of a relatively standard kind of post-apocalyptic world outside of like a like one or two like big cities um and then yeah my argument for all rest is just um the variety is is crazy the concept is fascinating and and uh it might not have the technical merit but um art direction does go a long way and i think it nailed that as well yeah i think horizon though also has good art direction I think it, like has, it has like I think you it know, has, depending on the culture, it's got a very strong like tribal sense, or you know, some of like the you know the the Roman style of some of the cities. Like so, as far of... as art direction, I do think Xenoblade and Horizon are like at the same level. I think Horizon might edge it out on art direction wise, just because like the textures in that game are immaculate, and like just the designs of the robots, and then like the mountains in that game are crazy. But like, I don't know. Like, I like the art direction is good. But when it comes, if I'm if I'm pulling it out, I mean, I'm giving art direction to Horizon out of this. But I don't know. It's just the setting of Yakuza with the actual Yakuza fighting each other. It's just like I don't know. That's what compels me so much about that game. <clears throat> this is our first standstill. We're at a an awkward standstill with this. I if, didn't know if, this was going to be the stick. Okay, point. so how about we do this way? So we're all noting, voting for each of our own. Let's do it so you can't vote for your own for this topic. We each vote for one that's not your own. Because we all know we want ours to win amongst it. I haven't but... played either game. So I would have to reasonably abstain. Uh, if I couldn't vote for mine... I'd probably say I'd probably say Horizon. I think it's the more original. Um, in in, in some ways, it's the more See, original Chris, of the two settings. You're gonna I, have I, to vote, man. I, you have to I, vote I, at least. I, I just... haven't played either game. I can't like I. My vote means nothing. I haven't played either of those games because I just haven't gotten to them yet. What's your vote? Now? So I mean, yeah. I mean. So I do like so. Here's the thing. Aside from the tall giraffe things in Horizon, mm -hmm. I do think the landscapes are prettier in in uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. And I was gonna give it to that just off of like when you look off in the distance and you see just like just like monsters standing there and stuff. And then like not when I say monster, I mean you see the Titan standing there, and then you remember you're on this moving thing that's like adds another level of everything to it and you could say the same thing for horizons your dawn when you see like a thunder draw or something but i don't think it's at the same scale if that makes sense the only thing that i feel like horizon has the edge on there is that you can walk up and fight it as where you're not really at least where i'm at right now i haven't walked up and fought like the titans and what you call it <laughs> xenoblade chronicles but right i don't know like it's hard because I, I obviously don't want to sit here. My vote was going to be for Xenoblade Chronicles, but I don't want to sit here and argue about it. So we could vote Horizon. But no, that's not how this works, Nat. <laughs> you don't pity vote if we got it. We got but like the same way you didn't. You you like I voted for Hellblade even though I didn't play it. Just from like seeing it, I voted for that. That's why I was saying this is one I feel like setting you don't ac actually need the play for like just to feel what like what do you like in there yeah but i mean i feel like setting is a little bit different than atmosphere like i feel like you can convey an atmosphere from a trailer but you can't properly convey a full setting from just watching it you know the setting is mm -hmm. 
part of it is what you like i said if we're voting on like what we played i beat horizon so i've seen pretty much all there is to see in horizon i haven't beat xenoblade chronicles and i'm not i don't mean to be a pity vote but if we're gonna sit here and i have to be the tiebreaker then i'm gonna obviously i'm gonna just vote horizon so we can move on but that's not the spirit of the vote matt what do you want to win matt what do I want to win? I think it was clear <laughs> that I want Yakuza to win. Uh, up, if you can't vote for Yakuza, which one do you want? I want Xenoblade to win? to win. This is the problem. So, like I said, I'm good with... Because at that point, if you can't vote for your own and you only played Horizon, I get it. It makes sense. You can only vote for Horizon. So, we'll just do Horizon. Okay. So, Xenoblade wins. No, we said Horizon. No, because you two both wanted Xenoblade. I it's just gonna be two to one. Xenoblade wins. Okay. Best level slash zone. Okay. Uh Ross, you go first. New Donk City. Baby. Um, so yeah, that that zone was the the like the most infamous one from the trailer. It's real people standing next to Mario. It's weird, but it works. Um, when you first get into that zone, the kind of atmosphere is so different. It's like dark and stormy. And then once you kind of beat the boss, it turns into this happy place. You're just running around, jumping from rooftop to rooftop, to being a poor man Spider-Man. Uh, just going around, collecting moons, failing at doing the jump rope a hundred times in a row until you finally get it mm-hmm. after raging at the game for hours. Um, it's just a fun, fun kingdom to just explore. It's not nearly the biggest kingdom in the game, but just the personality it has and, um, the music, the variety of like side games to do and stuff. It has some of the most interesting captures. Uh, yeah, that's my vote. How many tries did it take you to beat the jump rope thing? To get a hundred in a row? Huh? To get a hundred in a row? Took mm-hmm. me like an hour and a half because I don't know why. Like it doesn't speed up anymore after fifty, but then I I, I would just get off at some point and just. I mess didn't up. hear what you said. I'm sorry. You kind of went out there. Uh, it's it took me like an hour and a half to get oh, it. I I beat it in five tries, and uh, everyone says that's weird, but it, it is weird because <laughs> I hate that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Chris, how about you? So I'll go from... Oh, Chris? Oh, no, you can go. Oh, so mine... only reason I want to go for mine because I don't know exactly what it's called. Perfect. But it's when you leave the city with the the guy who works for the guy without an arm. I can't remember names right now. But you go to that mansion to argue for the reason to get back the blind chick as uh, Kiryu. Oh, when you go to... And then you go the, through like, the driving the... sequence... That's like my favorite level in Yakuza. Yeah. Like it's just like epic. You're fighting people, jumping out of the like the walls and like in like this classic Japanese mansion. It's like crazy. Yeah, that, that's that's a really good, really level. Yeah, that's fun. yeah, Chris. That's mine. I can't remember what it's called. I was trying to look up to figure out what it was called, but I can't remember. Yeah. Um, mine is destroying the Almighty in Destiny Two. Um. That level is, I think, the best mission in Destiny 2. Uh, it mixes a lot of really good on-foot sequences. Uh, it's got a good vehicle segment. I think the level itself like looks great. It has a lot of variety. It had some interesting mechanics to it. Um, and it had a really good just ending sequence where you know, you're kind of running for your life. Um, kind of like at the end of like a Halo game or something. I really liked that. Um, I, we just played it again today, actually. Um, getting Ross up to speed in the PC version of Destiny. It's probably my fourth time through that level, uh, and I always have a good time playing it. Uh-huh. Nice. I feel like New Donk City is going to win this. Uh, no, that's because my Nat, vote. Nat can't vote for Destiny 2 because he doesn't like it. <laughs> I mean, not only that, I, I, I haven't I'm just got picking games that like I'm putting myself at a disadvantage. <laughs> <laughs> just because like, New Donk City, like, I, I mean, it's unfair. Because I had wrote my vote down before I played Mario, but like 
um new donk city there's like level changes from when you first arrive to after you solve it until the final like like climax of leaving that town is like amazing and i don't want to like are we talking about spoilers here yeah spoil what you have to okay so like from like the raining gloominess of the city when you first arrive and cities like buildings are covered in drapes and stuff because it's like a hurricane is hitting the town and you're trying to figure out what's happening at the city so when you beat the boss there the like electro fucking centipede shit and so when you get there and it's daytime it's just jolly you're playing jump rope you're just, like parkouring across buildings like spider-man and so when you fix that you fight the fucking machine in the sewers and you come back up and then you have that festival celebrating everything being finished it's just like my god that's just crazy mm. like i don't know yeah it, it has a lot it's of just like a, mario history that's really yeah, satisfying like even to someone even as someone who's not a fan of mario or his history it was pretty satisfying harping back to what uh like ross said earlier just jolly like you just feel jolly like and then like the first part where you land on the stage is way like because you don't realize what's going to happen you're looking forward to new donk city you go through a painting early on in the game and you get there you're like oh this is new donk city i can't wait to play here and then when you actually get there it's just like way darker and gloomier than you expected just like the shifts between there just like made that level way more in depth than i ever expected yeah so that's why that's my vote cool next category is best indie game mm-hmm. Nat, why don't you start with... Yeah, why don't you... Yeah. <laughs> so, my vote is Cuphead. It's just unforgiving game, but it's not unforgiving in the sense that it's unfair. It gives you all the tools you need to succeed and shows you everything. You just have to get good to, like, beat it. And, like, from the art style to, like, how it's crafted, I feel like if... I feel like... If Super Mario Odyssey didn't come out, as far as games I've personally played, I would have nominated Cuphead for Best Atmosphere, just because it's like all together feels like an old rubber hose cartoon. It's just like the attention to detail in that game is amazing. So that's why that's my vote. And just like the level variety and everything in that game. As far as like accomplishments as the indie developer goes, I feel like all the recognition that game is getting is well deserved. That's that's my reasoning for Cuphead. Sorry, I hit the mic. Um, I nominated Tacoma, which is the latest from Fulbright developers of Gone Home. Uh, Gone Home was one of my favorite games, and um, I expected a lot from Tacoma, and I, I think in general it delivered on you know pretty much all of my expectations. Uh, it, it tells a very um. A, a, a very interesting, fulfilling story. Um, it, it's this station with, uh, you know, that's gone dark. Um, you don't really know what's happening. You just dock there and everyone's gone. And mm. you're kind of seeing these almost ghosts of people. They're not really ghosts. It's just recordings of, like, camera footage and stuff. But you don't see the people. They're just colored little, like, you know, like a, a like store dummy kind of thing, you know? Um, but you kind of follow them around, and a lot of the game is going around and rewinding these sequences, these sequences and going in one room and seeing this person and following them all the way through, and then maybe going to a different room and hearing a part of the conversation you might have missed. And, you know, you're you're doing world building from different perspectives, so you find out the, the relationships between these people, um, you know, kind of what led to everything. Um... I don't want to get too spoilery if you guys plan on continuing to play it in this case, or if you guys have any intention of playing it. Um, but it's it doesn't quite you know pick up the way Gone Home did, but it get when it gets going, it gets going in a really big way. Um, it has a couple of pretty crazy twists, and it has a very satisfying ending. Um, so, so can I ask you a question about Tacoma? Yeah. So I know a lot of people were like kind of disappointed in the ending of gone home is this a f- complete 180 from there or is this more i thought the ending of gone home was fantastic okay and i'm just saying like i, I think it, I, I think perfect. it was cool but i know a lot like the consensus on it was like people thought it was like a horror game like you get what i'm saying people thought that like it gave off a certain vibe and they were kind of think... let down when they realized what it was they weren't like dissatisfied with it but 
they it just weren't what they were expecting. Is this like it's fine? I I think those people are wrong. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm just I trying to make some ask the, the question the for ending, the audience. The ending of Tacoma is. If anything, it's maybe a little more fulfilling than the ending of Gone Home. Okay, that's that's more aligned what I was asking. If anything. So, uh, yeah, I think... I'd, I don't want to get into the comparison of the two. Tacoma is a very good game, and I would definitely recommend it for a playthrough. It's about three hours long. If you I know? see it on sale, I'll probably pick it up. It's worth it. Nice, nice. Um, uh, I have a long and well-documented history of loving developer supergiant games um from bastion which was fantastic to transistor which is one of my favorite games of the generation mm-hmm. um pyre came out this year um and they did another great job um if if hellblade would not have come out this year i would have probably put pyre in there for best atmosphere um just the the storytelling in that game um is fascinating and so subtle yeah. but you get so much out of it um super giant always knocks that out the park i was gonna, i was actually surprised when i seen you didn't nominate pyre for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um just the world building is second to none um the gameplay itself was interesting um kind of that three on three sports kind of gameplay um if i'm being honest i don't think from a gameplay perspective it's as strong as like a transistor or bastion was mm-hmm. um but um it's a very good game that uh i don't think got in as much attention as it should have so okay cool yeah um and now it's a weird position because pyre is the only game out of the three i've played um tacoma would be n- normally like the kind of game i like to play but Cuphead, along with Assassin's Creed, I feel like is one of the games that I wish I would have been able to put time into. I, mm. I have no desire to play Cuphead whatsoever, but I would completely understand why it would win this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's Tacoma, like... of the three, mm-hmm. I mean, I own Pyre, I haven't played it, um, so I guess that's not fair. I feel like Tacoma is a game all three of us would enjoy. Um... So, I mean, that that's something to take into consideration is of the three, I think Tacoma is the one that we could all sit down and talk about it and be like, yeah, that was, you know what, that was really good. And I liked all of that, you know, mm-hmm. um, whereas I can't, you know, speak to the intricacies of Pyre. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the general idea of it, though. I just haven't invested the time. Right, right. Um, I, I could really be swayed anyway on this one. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not married to my choice. Um, I'm very, I'm very open. Um, I'm kind of surprised you wouldn't be into Cuphead, Chris, with kind of your recent love of like challenging no, like no. Souls games. I don't love those games because Cuphead is not the kind of difficulty I like. Uh, okay. Cuphead's like bullet hell kind of. But it's it's not bullet hell at all. Actually, it's not a bullet hell game. It's it's, it's everything you have. I, you I have, have all no the tools. desire to play Cuphead. That's none fine. whatsoever. I, I would not be against voting for it, but I will never play Cuphead. I just, I don't like that kind of game. I'm not a big fan of the side-scrolling platformer um, to begin with, and then you start adding all the shooting and stuff, and from from what I understand of that game, uh, from what I've seen of it, I would not have a good time playing that game. That is a game I would get very frustrated with very quickly. I can I can just, I can tell you right now, I would be furious with that <coughs> game at some point. It's <laughs> fine. Um. Yeah. Um. I mean, what do we want to do with this one, guys? Um. Uh, I haven't played either. I've only seen a bit of Pyre after Ross explained it to me, like the system with it and naming like one of the characters Bay and everything and <laughs> all of that. That seems cool, but I don't know. Like Cuphead is like. I haven't played too many indie games this year aside from Pit People and uh Flint Hook. Oh, and I guess I've played uh uh Oxygen Not Included. But Cuphead is just it's just like it really speaks to levels of like if you believe like like you could do something with a game and just like just pursuing what you want to do like direct like like artistically with something. That's my reason for voting for Cuphead. I just feel like 
it's yeah, just a good three, inspiration. I mean, Cuphead me. is definitely the most striking from a visual sound and just all around design standpoint. Uh, Cuphead's kind of a marvel in that regard. Yeah, and I, I, it feels like out of the three of these, I feel like Nat feels the most passionate about his choice. Um, I, I'm fine giving it to Cuphead. Okay. Yeah. That's more Nat has to write. <laughs> <laughs> this next one is going to be tough. I, oh, I don't know. Man. I don't. I might just leave. Now, can we on the podcast here? No, I don't know if I want no. to talk about this next. No. One. <laughs> no. This is. I. This is. This hurt. This, this one. Hardest one. This since. one hurts me. Like everything else above of this one, I think I could pretty much vote either way on anything. But this one is like I don't even know if I could cast a vote. Okay. Oh, Best no. story. There will be spoilers. Ross. Yes, one hundred percent spoilers. Oh man, did you did you say I'm starting this off? You're starting this one off. Okay. Um. So as I mentioned previously, um, I did finally play through Horizon. Um, uh, what shocked me the most is that while the gameplay is perfectly fine and I recognize it as good, I didn't enjoy it all that much. Um, what kept me coming back was this story that Gorilla has never seemed to be able to have the talent to make in the past. Um, they do an incredible job of keeping that carrot on the stick in front of you while you're trying to figure out why the world is the way it is. And just so many of the reveals in that game, um, from what caused it to why are there still people there at all? Um, to who the main character Aloy really is. Um, I thought it was one of the best stories in games I had seen in a while. And going yeah. into it, I thought there was no chance in hell of that happening. So, Horizon Zero Dawn is my vote. That's a solid vote, my friend. Yeah, that's... So can I, I would be able to get behind. Continuing this on forward, can I be can I purpose this in saying every game in this category is deserved of this game. I feel like you drop any of these games in any other year of this generation and I each mean, one that, of these games are a clear winner. Man, mm. that's just this year, you know? That's that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's this <just> year. <laughs> it's too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nat, why don't you hit us up with yours? Okay, so mine's is Yakuza 0. And the reason I voted this over the two votes you guys voted is just because it's a roller coaster ride. It's just up and down. There's ebbs and flows and the way they tie into each other. Like you guys in Yakuza, you play as two separate characters and the way you do something in one character affects the other character story and the way they just go in and out and in and out and like just the way everything is set up from you fighting like people from like decisions one character makes now affects the other character and just like even the side missions like even this the side quests are like just glimpses like snapshots of stories of this npc's life and you're just doing these side quests even when they're goofy they're just very genuine and involving and you don't want to stop playing everything's just very engaging like the like as we were talking about best level the reason why i nominated yakuza is because it lends itself to the story immaculately like everything is there to push the story forward stuff you walk past a million times until you get to a certain point and you realize and you walk in there for the first time you realize there's a story here like you get a there's like one story where you're playing as the guy with the eye patch and he walks into a bar and the guy who runs the like not the bar he runs into like a restaurant and the guy who runs the restaurant just gives him a story on like on like fine steak and stuff and how kids don't appreciate fine steak nowadays and just leads you on to a whole nother side quest about steak and it's just like it's it's crazy everything in there has a backstory everything has a tale to tell it's it's just very intriguing and that's why yakuza zero is my vote so, mine is the most, I would say, probably the most linear of all of these. Mm-hmm. Um, my vote went to Persona 5 because Persona 5 is probably the most engaged I have been with a, a story all year. Mm-hmm. Um, for as great as Horizon is and, you know, for how, you know, uh, 
open to everything Yakuza is. Persona 5 is just this concentrated thrill ride. Um, it has ups and downs. It has mystery and intrigue. Um, you know, from the very beginning of the game, you're being placed under arrest and, you know, you know, like smacked across the face and stuff as a high school student who's been, you know, imprisoned for something that you don't even know what you did yet, really, you know? And there's this talk of these phantom thieves and stealing hearts. It's like, what's going on? You know? And I definitely when I first, think that has the strongest opening of any of when, these games. When I first started playing it, it was just like, I don't really know what's going on. And it's just like, it is amazing. Like when I really put the time in, how quickly I was just so enthralled, you know, there's always something going on behind the scenes. So mm-hmm. Ross, what did I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> going on behind the scenes, like sirens. Um, Yo, man, Ross but like, it. The game is always building to something, and then it's subtly building to what comes after that all the time. And, you know, from beginning to end, like, there are just moments in that story. Like, you know, one of my favorites is, like, right at the end, you know, the we believe in the Phantom Thieves thing. Um, It was a moment that I kind of saw coming, but they delivered it so well, and it lends itself so well to the story and just this concept of these heroes. And, like, you know, they're changing people's hearts and making the world a better place it's been done before but i've never seen it done quite like this um and man just i i mean that that's even ignoring everything else about the game and just talking about the story it's just like it's got such a great build uh the the characters play so well into it and there's never a dull moment yeah um now here's the hard part um so I think Horizon out of the I've played all three of these to completion. I think Horizon out of the three of these has the highest highs. Um, with I agree with stuff. you, but I think that I kind of the first you. half or so of the story really took some time for me to get interested or invested in it. Um, where Persona Five does start with that bang and is pretty consistent throughout. Yeah, my only issue with Horizon is a lot of my enjoyment came from some of the side stuff. Mm-hmm. As much as I was like, in, excuse me, as much as I was enthralled with the main story, I really got involved in a lot of the side stuff. And if we're talking best like story, like mainline story, um, that for me is where Persona Five kind of takes it. Is like you said, you know, it, it may not have all the highest highs. That you know, some of the revelations in Horizon has, mm-hmm. uh, but like it, it puts its foot on the gas and it never lets up. Mm-hmm. So my you thing know? with Horizon is, I feel like the like I haven't beat uh, only game out of here I've beaten to completion is Horizon. So it's kind of unfair to judge it. But as of right now, at the place I'm at in all of these games, Horizons uh, like moments to spoil like where you find out like she's a clone and you find out different other stuff and the way it goes are really high. But I feel like their game alter, like the way you think about this world, they're altering events that happen in the world and they do lend themselves well. But I feel like there are lower lows in between these really high moments as compared to something like Persona 5 where I feel like everything is just like, boom, this is happening. This is happening. Keep in mind as well, though, is mm-hmm. that Persona Five is an entirely linear game, and Horizon does is a uh, an entirely open world game. So it's no, not. I'm not. I'm not it, knocking it. I, no, I'm just saying, like some of those quiet moments aren't. You know, they're not a fault of the story. Mm-hmm. It's just you know that's the it, it's it's a uh, side effect of the world. You mm-hmm. know, uh, of the type of game it is. So I I wouldn't necessarily fault it for that. Mm-hmm. That's me. I, I wouldn't go around and say, yeah, well, Horizon between missions is just walking around. Shit. No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't even talking about like no, between I, missions. No, I know, but I was I'm talking just about saying, between like, yeah. like story events. Yeah, I I think it, it does do a really good job. Like Silence is a very interesting character and plays mm-hmm. a big part in that story. Uh, I think there are a lot of crazy revelations of like how we destroyed the world and how it got rebuilt and things like that. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, you know, it's like this is just so like crazy to hear. And it's like, this is, what is even going on, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, what, 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 oh. what are our thoughts right now? I, I feel like right now we're kind of between Persona and Horizon. Is that the, am I gauging the room? Um, no, my vote is still Yakuza. 
Um, as I've, of right now, I really liked. The story. I'm not okay. I am not voting for Yakuza. That's I'm, fine. I'm crossing no. that off. I, I, I really <laughs> like the story in Yakuza. Um, my my biggest issue with that story is that I feel like Majima's story was really interesting, and I feel like Kiryu's story lacked that a little bit in the in the way that Kiryu himself was such a blank slate. Um, that the characters around him outshined him dramatically. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like whenever I got to a Majima section, I was excited to see where it was going. And whenever Mm -hmm. I got to a Kiryu section, I always hoped that, uh, what's his name, Tachibana or like his right-hand man were around or his friend, his best friend was around. Mm -hmm. Um, I see. uh, Yeah. So like my my thing with these is I personally enjoy persona a bit more and if i'm voting for something other than yakuza it's persona but the only thing is just like the the reveals and everything and the way the story moves in yakuza is what really held me there because i don't like the gameplay is cool but the gameplay isn't my favorite i feel like the gameplay for both of these games are more of my style but the story is what really held me there really what made me really want to play that game so that's the only reason why i vote yakuza but let's take i'm voting my second vote it's persona okay so let's knock this down to two games my second my second vote is persona persona wins okay so hold on. Let's just get, let's just do this. Okay. So let's just say Horizon and Persona. No disrespect to Yakuza Zero, but it's gauging the room. I feel like that's the odd man out right now. Ross, between Horizon and Persona, you're picking Horizon, right? Right. Okay. Nat, between Horizon and Persona, what's your pick? No, Persona. I think that's unfair to say about Yakuza, but I do think Persona. No, I, I'm not. Say, I I didn't say anything disrespectful about Yakuza. I'm just saying I feel like it's not in. Of the three, that's the one that's the most out right now. I out of the three, like Yakuza would be my lot. number three. Huh? I said I was just saying out of those three games, Yakuza would be my number three. Yeah, I feel like that's the solid three right now. Um, I'm just I, I'm just trying to replay Horizon in my head real quick. And I'm like, is there something I'm forgetting that's gonna be like, yep, you know what, that's it. I mean, um, I mean, honestly, when the, this category was, we listed it down. Persona was the first game that came to my mind. If that carries any weight, I feel like I really want to give this to Persona. Yeah. Well, both of our votes are for Persona already, so yeah. yeah. I I feel like that's the one that all three of us yeah. can both, really get. Both of our behind. second vote, yeah, both that and my second votes were already Persona, yeah. so. Persona Five wins. Yeah, okay, I mean, I was just, I was just trying to like, I was like, I want to be sure, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I, I feel like Persona kind of takes this one, and I feel like Horizon is a extremely close second. Um. All right. So I feel pretty good about that one. Um. I got a win, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got one. Um. All right. Next two categories are fun. Um, these aren't so much about the debate, uh, just recognizing a couple games. We're going to start with the best game that no one played that we feel like not enough people gave this game a shot. Ross, let's, let's start with yours. I'm already hesitant about my choice because I think it's sold over a million copies. So do you um, want it? It's not too late. It's still the 10th. Do you want us to come back? Uh, come, come back to me. Come back to me. Nah. I'll start. Divinity Original Sin 2, I feel like, is the best game no one played. And while... I'm curious how much that sold. And my thing with that is, it's just like, it's not the best in any category that it's in, but it does everything at an exceedingly well paced. So like if Persona 5 has a level 10 story, Divinity Original Sin is like an 8.5 or a 9. If... If something else is the best RPG like Persona again, this is like right behind it. It's like it deserves all the merit. The problem is I feel like it's only on Steam, so like console players don't have access to it. 
but it's such a cool game. It's just like a sandbox where you could do anything. Anything you think about doing, you can do it. If you think there's a cool way that you can accomplish something, you could do it. Like the it's plays very much like a D&D game. And if you think of some creative way to get around it, nine times out of ten, you can do that creative solution you thought of. And it's just, it's a game in every sense of the word. It lets you play with the world. The world and the rules in the world are just a sandbox for you to, like, interact with. And it's really cool. So that's yeah. why that's my favorite game that no one played. It's not, it's not the top of everything, of, of any category, but it's the most, out of any game this year, it's the most, like, this scores at least an 8.5 or a 9 on every single category. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Because, like, I played the original. I haven't played... This. Uh, two yet but the original has a lot of that same feeling to it and i imagine it's only better in mm -hmm. two uh so i definitely understand where you're coming from um i voted for uh tales of berseria uh which came out very early this year uh it is the continuation of the tales series um the a series that i've never really gotten into all that much um I really wanted to, and this game kind of promised a slightly darker tone, uh, and it looked really good. I remember watching one trailer and being like, you know what, I think I'm kind of into this. Uh, the game, that trailer definitely set a different tone than what the game ultimately was, but I'm really glad I played that game. Um, that's one of the finest JRPGs I've played in years. Uh, and I played that coming off of Final Fantasy XV, and it's definitely more of a traditional JRPG compared to that game. Uh, but Tales of Berseria is a game, like, to all of you here, to Gross and Nat, I would definitely say, like, that is a game well worth your time to play. Um, it's got great characters, it's got an interesting setting, it's got a good story, uh, and it's, like, it's just a game that, like, you know, it has some high highs, it has a couple low lows, but for the most part, like, it keeps a very steady pace, it has a couple nice tricks up its sleeve, uh, I played it for, like, 50-something hours to completion, and I felt really good about my time with that game, it is a game I would go back to and play again, which is not something I would say about all the games that are on this list, uh, for other categories, so, I feel like that one, um, that's definitely one one of the best games this year that not enough people really gave the time of day to. Mm, nice. Ross, how how are you feeling about your choice now? Um So I think For I the record, Original Sin two sold about a million copies. Okay. How much did, uh, so how much did I, we're not, I didn't uh, Berseria sold a lot less than either of these games. I'll find out. I, I, I wasn't necessarily putting a sales thing on it. Like I didn't want to put like an under 1 million units restriction, mm -hmm. um, but it's just a general consensus. Like, you know, do you feel like not enough people played this game because it could be, you know, any number of reasons why you think that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to change my choice from Yakuza zero. Cause I feel like, um, I feel like it. Uh, more people played that than in the North America, particularly than any other game previously in the series. Um, and I haven't beaten this game. I'm going to switch it to yet, but I really enjoyed it. It came out at the very beginning of the year, and I don't think a lot of people played it. And I know the servers are pretty dead for it. And that is. Here, if you don't mind my interjecting very it, quickly, uh, yeah. uh, Tales of Berseria was about three quarters of a million. Okay. About uh, across Steam and PlayStation Four, it was about seven hundred and fifty million units. Not million, thousand. Jeez, <laughs> seven hundred fifty. Okay. That would be the best-selling game of all time. <laughs> um, no, the seven hundred fifty thousand copies across PS Four and Steam estimated. Okay. Um, I'm gonna change mine to Gravity Rush Two. Um, wow. <laughs> that is knowing what I know about you in that game. That's as left field as it gets. <laughs> That is a game that... I didn't even think about that. I haven't played it. I, that is a game I wanted to play and beat so much, and it was just a flurry of games at the beginning of the year, and that one got lost. Um, and I feel like... I feel like that happened um, for more people than... than hey, you, Ross. you think. What? About three... About 280,000 copies? Of Gravity Rush 2? So there you go. That's uh, apparently Japan is where most of it sold. <laughs> yeah, it's the the issue was the first game was for the Vita. They did release a remaster for PS4. 
Um, from my time in that game, that is a very good game that needs to be recognized more and probably played more. It's a lot of fun. If I would have, if I would have gotten back to beating it, I barely got Horizon done before the buzzer at the end of the year. Um, it probably would have been up for one of my categories, but um, yeah, I'm gonna go Gravity Row Two. Okay, you want to update the list real quick, just yeah. for yeah. the sake of. All right. Um... Part of me really wants to just agree with Nat because I realize Divinity is such a damn good game, but I, Tales of Berseria was really good. I, I mean, I, I feel like it's not getting enough credit. As as someone who primarily plays on console, um, I know I've wanted to play Divinity Original Sin 2 after the crazy reviews it's been getting. Um, but I'm okay with giving this to Divinity because yeah. I think it's it it it, it is exactly the kind of game that should win this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool okay i'm fine with that all right yeah okay divinity nat's gonna be busy yep well <laughs> nat won't be busy right for this works. next category yeah no the chris will be busy uh, for this category okay, so... i don't know man <laughs> let's just say mass effect one because i can't i can't beat it with anything else i can't even think of something and that so we could just say mass effect because everything else is like like, one's a tech demo, one's a game I just don't like, and one's an actual bad game. Yeah. So, um, what's the category for the people? Worst, <laughs> worst game everyone played. Uh, so, these are games that generally sold well. Everybody was hype and went out and rushed to the store to buy them. And then, oh, no. Oh, dear. Uh, I nominated Mass Effect Andromeda because I played that on PS4 Pro. I had more than a few problems with it, and the game was just boring as sin. It is like it could have been Mass Effect Andromeda additional colon. See if you can find the fun. Can I make a uh, asterisk to my thing that if you didn't pick Mass Effect by time I seen this topic, that would have been my choice as well. Okay. But Divinity, I mean Destiny Two, is mine because I got in. Everyone is playing it, and I just couldn't see the fun in it at all that's why that's my vote but yeah mass effect is yeah. the shiniest turd destiny yeah. 2 is not going to win this category <laughs> I, mean, I know i know it's not I, no 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 yeah. i know and i know that's not an offense to you i'm just say, like I, I could say soundly to everyone destiny 2 is not going to win this and that's not a defense of destiny 2 or anything like that it's just that the other two games are just and, and then light my, years ahead. and, and then <laughs> my, my nominee was one two switch i wasn't expecting much from that game but i got even less <laughs> <laughs> he was right. I warned him when he went to the store. I thought I was, I was like, he at said, least it's going to be a good party it. game. He's like, Chris, I, I made a mistake. It's a good party <laughs> game for 10 minutes, and it's the best 20 bucks I've ever gotten a trade in. Damn. I, if you was going to sell for 20 bucks, you should have told me. I would have bought it for me for 20 bucks. Oh, damn. Okay. Well, in the future, I'll, I'll run those by you. See if you want anything. Just because, like, if I have it, like, I could play it for five minutes in, like, a party setting. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, Mass, Mass Effect wins. I haven't played it, but I know enough people that I trust opinions on to know that that game was. Have you guys seen the Donkey review of Mass Effect Andromeda? No, I, I think so. That's I all you need to ever play. see about that game. Well, Mass Effect yeah. Andromeda. He goes very game. much in on the when we first started talking about this in that podcast on the who the fuck are these actors and stuff. He has a very much Chris aligned argument with why that game is bad we talked about it previously you should go check out that podcast if we remember what podcast that was it was one of the early ones because it would have been around march i don't remember exactly which yeah one, so one, one of the, the one of the ones. like three or four march podcasts it's in there we're talking about it or april or april and then and then if you want the ducky mass effect andromeda video that also gives like a synopsis of why this game should not be played by anyone in their right mind yep it is it it is a game that was a victim of a beginning to end bad development cycle. And it, it is a game that the pieces are there to make a good game, but they, they didn't put them together. You open it up, you know, you think you're buying a picture and instead you bought a puzzle and I don't want to put it together. That puzzle. It's also like it. the wrong way of expanding a franchise. They expand it in all the wrong places. And then sheeped out where 
what made the original one, which wasn't as expansive, wasn't an open world game, but made it very personable, which is unlike. We should, we should have seen EA's year coming when they fucked up Mass Effect. Yeah. When you take a highly successful franchise like that and manage to spit on it the way they did, that should have been every indication that they were in some trouble. Yeah, because um, nobody was expecting an open world Mass Effect game. Nobody was asking for that. And then they was oh, like, I think here it is. For, this, this was just a bad Mass Effect game Mass- by all accounts. It wins our worst game everyone played. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like we could talk about this for an hour easy. Yeah. But. <laughs> all right. I think we have time for at least one more. Mm-hmm. Um, so Next one shouldn't be get... too big of a debate yeah. anyway. So, so we could do let's get into what Ross and I affectionately call the Drebin Award. Uh, Drebin is the the arms dealer, the gun launderer from Metal Gear Solid 4. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time we ever made a website was 2008 when we made Gaggle Games. Mm-hmm. Um, he was our best character that year. Um, so we, we named this award in his honor because uh, he was a delightful character to have around. Indeed. And so these are equally, we hope, delightful characters to oh. have around in the best new character, a.k.a. the Drebin Award. Ross, mm-hmm. kick us off. So I'm going to bring a character from a game I've brought about a couple times now. Um, Senua from Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. Um, she is a multi-layered, tortured um, character who's incredibly believable in her pain um, that she has from losing her lover and dealing with severe mental illness and psychosis. Um, constantly not only fighting the enemies in front of her, but also her own mind that's constantly screaming at her, belittling her, telling her she can't do anything, um, to the point where she has to overcome that and push through, um, the fact that, um, her performance itself was from not an actress, but a video editor, both voice and motion capture, um, into what I think is hands down the best new character of the year um, that moved me and affected me more than more than anyone else in 2017. So that's my pick. Another right. s- serious wanna, pick just, going to Chris. I just want to throw out the polar opposite now, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna state it. So from Tales of Berseria, there's this mage character named Magilu. Um, and there is one event that just sticks in my mind that makes me love her so much. At one point, while trying to get into a town to get by the guards, she says they are a, a traveling entertainment group. And then she says she's going to like do something with a dove. And she turns to the main character and she says, you, assistant, act like a dove. And the main character is this bitter, angry lady. And she just turns to her like, what? And she just like turns around. She's like, act like a dove. Main character comes out and goes, cuckoo. And lost my shit. Maggie Lou is amazing. She's hilarious. She is more than just comic relief. She's just a delightful character to have around. She's always doing something weird and crazy and telling people to act like a dove. And that was a running joke for the rest of the game. They brought it up multiple times after that event. And I thought it was hilarious that they wouldn't let it go. It was a, it was great. It was all because of Magilu. Loved it. <laughs> nice. Nat, who you got? I have Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. What's that game? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about this game forever, and now it's Horizon's time to shine. I feel like Aloy as a character really kept me grounded in what was happening. I feel like her character is integral to the story being as impactful as it is. And just like, she felt like a real character in this real world. Like when you start and there's the, what's the guy's name who was training her? Rost. Yeah. When he was training her, you just, you just felt for this character. Like I wouldn't be mad if there were two, three more sequels for Horizon Zero Dawn, just based around Aloy. I feel her character is so complex, and they could do so much with the character. That's why Aloy is my favorite character. Also, she is very impersonable. She's like the right kind of character you want to lead your franchise. She's emotional but not whiny. She has vulnerabilities, but also is a strong character. Like she's a very 
complex character, and that's why I chose Aloy. This is no disrespect to either of the other two, and as much as I love Magi Lu, uh, and I'm sure that Senua's performance was phenomenal, I'm going to throw my vote behind Aloy, because I agree with everything Nat just said. Mm. Then Aloy wins. My vote is also staying on Aloy. Yeah, this is... This Magi is... Lu is my favorite, but I didn't ever expect her to win this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um... I yeah I I have to concede two to one. Um, playing through Horizon, um, I thought Aloy was a good character. I didn't think she was that interesting of a character. I think the story surrounding her was the interesting part. I think it was everything affecting her that was more interesting than her, Aloy herself. Um, but uh, but yeah. So Aloy wins. All right. So I think Aloy takes that. I. Who knows? By you know, the beginning of twenty eighteen, my opinion could change drastically. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would be unfortunate. But uh, hey, good news, guys! Horizon didn't get shut out. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. <laughs> Horizon won an award. Oh my god! It only took two podcasts. Okay, that was all we had time for on this one. Um, it's the next. We do you think we can't squeeze the next one in there? Because we rose past this one pretty fast, and the next one. I, I Ross has a movie to get to. Okay. Oh my. Bad, oh Ross. no. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. We're 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 pushing it. Okay. Um. Let's let's end this one. Uh. And then we got a couple good ones. Uh. We probably have like what two more podcasts? Do you think we're maybe or three? Maybe three tops? We're doing like five per podcast. Actually, probably four. Okay. So I got some work to do. Everybody, thank you for listening. Um. For anybody keeping score at home, Ross has five wins. Nat has five wins. I have three. But I'm going to make a comeback. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you on the next one. All right. Laters.